God, I missed enough country, no power lines, no dead end streets. Mother Nature waits for me down in the north. Hello, and thanks for coming along in another Northwoods Ramble. I'm Celie Dave, your Hyperborean reporter. I'm happy to uh, be back with you after uh, about a month and a half, two month break since our, our last show. Uh, this is show number 10. Show number nine was, was uh, probably six, eight weeks ago. And uh, that happened due to a variety of reasons, uh, deer hunting, Thanksgiving, TJ got busy and hadn't been able to be on the show. And so things have changed. Uh, the, that holiday season has passed us. The deer hunting unsuccessful um, is, is mostly over for me. And TJ's got kind of a new uh, situation that he has a little bit more bandwidth. So I'm happy to report he's joining uh, this show again. And he'll be on right after this intro where um, uh, where we get into some uh, sort of ephemeral topics of, of this changing shoulder season that we're in right now in this weird winter, uh, sort of almost winter that we're experiencing. But um, anyway, I'm, I'm happy to have to be back with you again. I'm happy uh, you came along and I'm once again coming to you from my little log cabin office at the base of the Hollywood Hills, just outside bustling downtown Sealy, Wisconsin. Sealy is, of course, nestled along the banks of the mighty Namakagan River, uh, where you'll find the Leonard Lodge, a very cool old uh, 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 school and um, former school and town hall that's been converted into a really nice hotel. It's only got, I think, 10 rooms, but they're super cool. Two stories. They've even got old black room, blackboards in them. And that's right next to the Sawmill Saloon, uh, the saloon of bad decisions, as my wife likes to call it. She's out with the owner, Cindy Ferraro, tonight. They're going to the uh, Cable Chamber annual dinner, and um, they may end up back at, at that saloon, and hopefully my wife doesn't make any bad decisions. But it's less than a mile away, so uh, if I have to go pick her up, uh, Cindy's driving, but if I have to go pick her up, I can do that. And uh, uh, of course, the Samo Saloon has usually got a, a tasty uh, Angry Minnow beer on tap. Angry Minnow's brewed right down the road in Hayward. Um, I'm partial to their, their IPAs, but also like the Big Brook. And you can also get, of course, an absolutely delicious old-fashioned. And whether you like your old-fashioned, the traditional Wisconsin way, our new official state beverage. We have, we're, I think, the only state in the nation to have a state cocktail, and ours is the brandy old-fashioned sweet. But whether if you like yours with brandy or whiskey, sweet, pressed, sour, perfect, um, they're all delicious at, at the sawmill, but they're all served with just a few dashes of regret, so careful how many you order. Anyway, um, uh, I just want to get back to that, that topic of chasing um, or the ephemeral. And as a photographer, that's something that, that we're sort of taught to do. The whole Cartier, Henri Cartier-Bresson, a decisive moment. You're always looking to capture that, that perfect moment, and it's, it's fleeting. And a lot of it depends on, on uh, uh, both, you know, what's happening in front of you as well as the light and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And, but also in terms of outdoor activities, I find myself 
um, because I want to make those sort of like impactful images, I'm always looking for the best light or the best snow or the best ice. And uh, one of the things that, um, that I like riding, doing is riding on, on smooth ice. There was a little bit of that in the intro that I shot a long time ago when, when the, um, the bay froze uh, right outside Summerfest in Milwaukee. And um, I haven't hit that just right up here yet. And so uh, this, this year, though it looked like it was about to happen, right before the Santa Cycle Rampage, which was December 2nd, and I was scheduled to go down to the Rampage, but I was debating, oh, I don't want to leave if we got that perfect wild ice, that perfectly smooth lake frozen, just barely enough to ride on um, with no snow, and it's like a mirror and reflects the, the trees and the sky and, and the sun, and I didn't want to miss that. But then it looked like the temperatures weren't going to be in the 40s, um, so I thought, oh, the lakes won't freeze enough uh, to make it safe, and, and so I went down for the rampage. And <laughs> that Sunday, the Sunday after the Santa Cycle Rampage, self the south end of uh, Lake Owen froze just perfectly with no snow at all in it. And the, um, the resort owners and their family at, at uh, um, Lake Owen Resort um, got some amazing, made some amazing drone video footage. I've got a link in the show notes. It's also in my discussion in, uh, with TJ a little bit later. I show some of that. And they, he did just a fantastic job of his family out there ice skating on this absolutely stunning um, frozen lake. And um, so that just got me, and I was bummed, like, oh no, I missed it. I was at the Rampage, which I had a great time at the Santa Cycle Rampage. Saw a bunch of friends, got to stop in at the concertina bar. Hey, Andy. Um, and uh, um, one of my happy places, heard some good polka, had a few good beers, and, and all in all, I had a great weekend with friends. But in my usual, uh, I used to be like this when I was younger. If I missed an after party, I went to an after party after a, a show, uh, a concert, and, uh, and I was at the wrong after party because, oh, the band was at a different after party and there was a basement part, basement concert there. I would get mad at, even though I had a great time, I'd get mad and that I missed the better, better party. And here, again, I sort of like, I was kicking myself for um, missing the best ice. And, and it doesn't last long. Maybe we'll get a little bit more, you never know, but um, most of the lakes now are covered with snow. So although they're still nice to ride on, and I'll still be doing a bunch of that, it's not that gorgeous, perfect, you know, black ice that, that I was looking for. So it just has got me reviewing my thought process about, about this, my, uh, my fascination with the ephemeral and, uh, you know, getting up in the middle of the nights when my aurora borealis cme warning goes off to go running to try to photograph the northern lights because they don't last long in the spring early podcasts i'm always showing all the ephemeral uh spring wildflowers so i don't know it you know i mean part of living here is enjoying the moment um and not necessarily kicking yourself for missing a different moment <laughs> so i'm i've been struggling with that a little bit um and i haven't really landed on how i'm going to uh resolve that personally um but um uh at my age probably i'm i'm not going to change right so <laughs> anyway um so stick around uh, for the uh, for the interview with TJ uh, that's coming up in just a, a minute or two, and uh, I just want to 
remind people that um, we you can pretty much write anything right now up here. The conditions are are just a, a trace of snow over most things, and uh, so you don't really even need studded tires unless you're out on a frozen lake. All the gravel roads are great conditions. The, most of the trails are in great conditions. Of course, check the, the Canva Trail Conditions website. And if you're skiing, check the Berkey Trail Conditions website. So Berkey's been actively making snow up at the Telemark area and the Berkey Start area. And I believe they've got about 5K. And I've got, we had some skiers here last weekend for the Ski to She. And a friend of mine who lives up on Perry Lake has been skiing over there. And he said the conditions are actually really good. So it may be the only good uh, Nordic skiing in the, the state. Um, I don't know where else they've got it. Elsewhere, they probably have, are making snow. Other places, or maybe a mountain town has got it, but um, so uh, you can't go ski all of our, you know, gazillion miles of ski trails up here, but the Berkey's been doing a good job making snow at uh, the Telemark and Start area up by Cable. So feel free to come on up for that. And like I said, uh, you can ride your mountain bike, your fat bike, uh, heck, you can ride your gravel bike uh, on the conditions that we have right now. And it's still very pretty. So, um, so come on up and join us. And with that, I'm going to jump right off into our, my chat with TJ. Thanks for coming on this Northwoods Ramble. All right, so, hey everybody, uh, guess who's back? <laughs> Welcome back, TJ. Thank you, it's good to be back. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while since I put out a podcast. I mean, deer hunting, Thanksgiving, yep, blah, blah, yep, blah. Yep. So my life got busy too. Your life has been complicated. <laughs> <laughs> well, it got a lot unco more comp All uncomplicated, I guess. Be yeah. Between Beth's mom and everything else. Yep. And... Uh, and now you got a little bit of a, a break and a job change, which has yet to fully shake out. Right, right. And we can get into more of that in the future. Sounds good. When it shakes out. Sounds but I'm good. glad you have more time and, and, and could come back on the podcast. No, it's good to be back. Thanks. Good to be thanks. back. So I thought we'd, since I did the last couple of podcasts by myself or with interviews with other people that you weren't here, I thought we'd sort of catch back up with you and focus a little bit back over on the Telemark trails. It's Sweet. winter here, um, but... Uh, or, is <laughs> or is it? Yeah, right, El, El Nino, La Nino, which one Whatever. is it? I don't yeah, remember, it's, it's, but yeah. Uh, yeah, right, it's going to be 40 tomorrow, right? right. Um, barely any snow. And, and barely any yep. snow, right. So, so yeah, so we can get into that as too, because I've been pack rafting and whatnot, because... That's what you do when That's right. <laughs> you get pretty creative. Yeah, right. Um, but so getting to that, could you could you actually ride those trails right now? Are they technically officially closed? Officially they're closed right now. But um, but if it's if it's below freezing all the time, yeah. I, mean, I don't see any reason why. So you the couldn't. one the one thing I was up there yesterday, um, you know, and there was there was some fat bikers who had ridden like gone under the trail clothes signs and under the ribboning. And, you know, the one thing, even though there's not a lot of snow, yeah. there's a little bit of snow. Right. So that little bit of snow could get compacted, and then we're going to have oh, ice. Oh, and then that, then that when works spring comes, in. it slows yeah. everything down. It does. That's, it does. That's true. I well, and then hadn't I, thought about that. And I saw their tracks, because I was curious. And, they, you know, they went up the backside, which is now Nirvana. Yeah. Uh, 
And that's kind yeah, of a cross-country connector yeah, trail, yeah, too, yeah. right? So it'd be hard to keep people off. Definitely hard to keep. But then I, I saw where they had gone down um, Jumposaurus, mm -hmm. and they made it to the first berm and turned around. Okay. So, like, I don't know if they were scared or what. it's probably a little slippery. Yeah. It's I, hard to keep them off, right? So, you know, we had this issue when I was working at Canva, and um, in the previous... The previous system for closing, and camera trails rarely close, right? right? They only close in that weird brief period where you got the freeze-thaw cycle. And so they're right. open in the winter when it's full-on snow and they're groomed and stuff like that. The, and then I think you can even ride non-groomed trails when it's full-on winter if right. you want to. If you can get through a foot of snow or whatever, I don't know why you'd want to. But you could, in theory, right? So camera trails don't close when it rains. They don't close... But they have that spring and and um, you know fall season right. where they close for that month month and a half time for the freeze thaw cycle right right, right before winter starts and right in the spring um, same time ATV and snowmobile trails close yep. so what Canva used to do is they used to just put up a caution tape right like no explanation, no nothing. Right. And I mean, that doesn't send much, much of a message to right. people. Um, and so I, I, when I was there, I worked with the rest of the Canva trail guys to like, let's put up a, like a, a at least some guys are going to always break the rules, right? But like, right. if we put up a little sign that says trail closed because, you because know, because the, yep. the freeze thaw screws things up. And it screws things right. up for a long time. Right. So it's, you're always going to get violators, right? Yep. But um, well, so I maybe Berkey could do something like that. Oh, I think they are. A better informational sign yeah. that try to ex explain to people why you should stay off it. Right. Not like rules are rules. Right. There's a couple things going on there where, yeah, the Berkey, I, I think the plan is to put gates up so they can, even in the summertime, they'll be, because they're, Giant flow trail, yeah. got, and they're giant berms. They're going to need a lot of work. And so even on a Tuesday in July, they're going to need to close those trails down to do work on them. Mm -hmm. So there's that. Like, they're a different type of trail, so they need a different type of maintenance on them. Um, the trails aren't really seeded yet. I mean, they're not really, like, bedded down. Mm -hmm. So even... When it's super cold and frozen, you can see where people are like basically taking chunks out of the trail because that's not completely sure. I mean, they barely opened last year, so they right. hardly got ridden in. Right. And once they're ridden in, there'll be a little bit that more of that compaction, that For natural sure. compaction that happens. And I think that's what we're seeing on Nirvana, right? That did get a lot of traffic, uh -huh. and it has those just natural soils, not the capped material right. on. So, but at the same time, the big difference between like Canva trails and Telemark trails is Telemark's private. Right. So, so the ABSF can officially close them and call the sheriff. Up. They don't, right. <laughs> you know, like there's that. I yeah. mean, and that's something that ha they haven't leaned on, and no. I don't think they will. But now, as a private citizen, I see somebody out there and they're messing the trail up. Right. I'm going to knock them out. Yeah. You know, you know I, I mean, them. you know, like. That's but I do think, like I said, I think information goes a long yes, way. And yes, instead of just yes. like a caution nope. tape thrown up or something, 
you know. Uh, no, if and if people don't, they don't. If they they're don't, like, what the heck? The ground's frozen. Right. So some information, and then the the uh, the snowmobilers and the ATVs because they've got six hundred miles of trails that are right. all over the place, and snowmobiles. Some of those trails are are easements on private property that are right. officially closed. They really. There's some that get gated, but most of them, they just rely on their Facebook page, their social right, media and stuff right. to tell people, right. stay off. And, and I don't know how, you do see their signs, stay on the trail or we're going to lose them, stuff like yeah. that, that they put up to self-police themselves. And and they've lost some. And they have they lost have, some right. because they're always going to be jerks. Yep, there always are. Yeah, right. So, and I And at the same time, like, I get it where... A lot of our, a lot of the people who come here and ride, they're coming here to ride, right? right. We, I don't think the, there's a local populace who's like, well, I put a lot of time in these trails. Screw them, I'm riding them. Yeah. And then there's also the idea visitors of visitors like, like well, I just I'm, drove six to, hours and to I'm get spending here. money here and here. I've got a right to ride these trails, right. or I gave a donation to this. Now right. uh, here's my. So Canva does have a good trail conditions section on their on their they're website there. and they they're generally active on their social media channels berkey has for skiing has a great trail yep. conditions they have yep. live webcams yep. they have updated real-time maps of where the piston yep. bullies have been grooming and yep. real so i would imagine the berkey's probably going to improve yeah, that section I, for their mountain bike yeah and i think well. that's in the works yeah, yeah i think that's something they're working on but. So all of that, all that helps. Um, yeah. But right now, trails are closed and people really shouldn't ride them again. Yeah. And maybe explain a little bit better because we kind of glossed over it that that if you ride, even though the ground's frozen and covered with some snow, if you ride those trails now, it, you're compacting the snow and, and then, you're making ice. The ice is going to sit on top of the trail, and then that will prevent maintenance in the spring. And so the rest of the snow, we've seen this, all the rest of the ground next to trails that have been groomed all winter for fat biking is snow-free, snow free. and there's a frozen line of compacted ice on the groomed trail right. that lasts for another three weeks or something right. because it's been compacted and it's frozen, and right. that's something you don't want. No, and especially with the big, firmed-out yeah. cap trails... Some of that capping material was still, you know, wet right. when it froze. So, right. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I was talking about, uh, jumping onto that a little bit, I was talking with Mike Repiak the other day, and um, Mike Repiak from IMBA uh, Trail mm -hmm. Solutions. Um, he, uh, he was talking, he brought up the, uh, the crusher finds and, the you know, yep. that used for capping the the. Chip seal, he called it chip seal, I call it crusher finds, but it's the crushed crushed concrete or crushed rock right. that they sp spread on the top. And both of us, because as a cyclist, as an urban cyclist, you hear the word chip seal and you're like, ah, it's going to be loose gravel. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a negative connotation when it comes to these um, bike-optimized, you know, purpose-built, machine-built, firm right. features that that stuff works really well. Yeah, that's what yeah. That's what I've heard. So And you've we were, got some of that. We have a kind of a little bit of a hybrid of that. Okay. Um 
some of our soil just naturally was that way, like with small finds. Uh-huh. And so that got worked in. Um, there are some operations where they actually take like a crusher, a machine. Because I thought crusher. Rock Solid has a rock crusher like that to make. They do. To make they, I think Aaron does. I'm not sure about that, but I oh. think that he does. And he. I think they've done that operation in other places. We just didn't do it at Telemark. Oh, I thought it had. Good. We were heading down that okay, route. Gotcha. And the reason we didn't is because we found enough native clay on the. But there's a couple of sections that I've written that they've, they've got that grippy rock. Yep. To, like it yep. feels like that. No, it does. It looks like that. And feel, that's kind of what I think brought that to the forefront. Oh, okay. That but was that was nat- natural. That's the native soil okay, right gotcha. there. And it's in the it's in the sections usually that are kind of in the woods mm-hmm. on the uphill section. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. remember where I saw it, but it, like I was like, oh, this is like that, yep. you know, it is. Yeah. or the, the chip seal stuff that Mike was talking about. But for some of those big, the green and the blue run last year, the field trip and Jumposaurus, there was a moment where we were having such a hard time figuring out the capping that that was going to be in the option we were okay. going to use. But we decided against that and yeah. went full capping. So right now... Why don't you just quickly go through? I'm going to put up a couple of photos and put us in the corner. And why don't you just kind of go through what got built this year and then what sort of like the general idea is, what what trails are going to... And you don't have to necessarily... They've got a lot of wacky names. To the degree (laughs) that you can remember them, um, uh, well, you can can name them if you like. (laughs) Sure. Are we in the upper corner here? Let's see. On... There we are. Cool. All right, we're in it. And that's you. That's uh, me. One of the, hitting one of the berms. Um, so, yeah, so like monster 10, fo- anybody that hasn't ridden, monster like 10-foot berms right. and jumps and yep. stuff. Um, yeah, that's Jumposaurus. So the top the top part, there's a kind of a service road that works through the middle of the property. And the whole top part is a big flow, no real rock. Mm-hmm. Um and then it gets, then as it crosses that service road, it gets a little bit more techy. There's a couple rock drops. One's optional. One's kind of mandatory, but you can roll it. Um, yeah. And so jump, built. That's a, yeah, I think that's the, I'm gonna, the I'm gonna, crown jewel of the. That's well, up at the top, too. Yep, that's up at the top. That's yeah. the, kind of the first jump. Yeah. Um, and All rollable, though, you know. And this is, so right, so this is, Jumpa Source is blue. Jump of source it's a is blue, blue jump line, blue yep. down one way downhill, yep. and that's at the bottom. Yep, that's at the bottom of of, uh, of that. And and yeah, I'm not a big jumper, but I've I rode it, and, right? And I could roll anything I felt I didn't want to, right. you know, I didn't want to hit. So um, so basically, you've got wising up. Yep, wising up the uphill trail. It's a windy yep. switchback it's it's long but you can yep. just sit in your granny and most yep. people are okay to yep. climb all the way up to the top on wisen up yep and then where wisen up comes up to the top and then it's uh you have the option to take the green downhill which is field trip and that's kind of like a mini jumposaurus it's mm-hmm. just super flow no rock or like it's also it felt to me like a uh like a gravity cavity on steroids, yeah, sort of. Yep. Yep. You know, so yep. either one or the other, right? Either an easy version of Jumposaurus or like an extreme, extreme version, version of, of gravity, gravity cavity, cavity. Or flow mama, or yep. something like that. Yep, like a couple jumps, 
A lot of berms, a lot of switchbacks, uh, less than like 5% grade. Mm -hmm. And then at the bottom, it's kind of, as you cross that service road, the, it gets really windy. Mm -hmm. A lot of berm after berm after berm. Right. Like that gravity. Right, gravity that's feeling. what I That's yeah. the feel I had, yeah. So yeah, it kind of gets a little dizzying, which is kind of fun. <laughs> I like it. No, it's, uh, yeah. it's awesome. Um, but yeah, you're like, is there really going to be another burn? Is there really going to be an, you know? <laughs> I, I said, to, I think I asked Joe, like, are we like the berm capital of the United States now? Or yeah, something? yeah. <laughs> you know, with with the lack of like big exposed rock there, and we had a hard time finding clay, but then when we found it, it's really good to build mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Sure. So it, that's kind of like working with what we have. And optimizing like modern trail building right. and all that. So yeah. So and the the black is open. Black is open. Yeah, uh, Rindall, named after the old ski slope that was there, old ski run. Yeah, and that's like uh, a Telemark ski run. Yeah, the Telemark nah. ski run. Yeah. So yeah, that's a, like a combination of rock jump, choose your own adventure towards the bottom. Mm -hmm. um, it's steep though. It's super steep, and there's like some natural. Caden did such an amazing job. Caden and Braden and, and yeah, it's like well, I guess everybody was on that. All of Rock Solid was <laughs> on that. Now they think about. I was like trying to think out who did it, and Jude and Steve and yeah, the, all those guys. Like they all had a little input because that was the last trail that we built. Um, so yeah, super cool and. There's some natural berms, like some like just things that were already in the hillside where you're jumping open over roots and then diving back in. But it's yeah, it's kind of this same kind of thing really with both the green and the blue trail just steeper. Just steeper and yeah. a little bit rawer. Yeah. So it's like this constant like gravity cavity feel, like going uh -huh. down and up and yeah. Um, and then backside is the two-way blue yep. Nirvana, Nirvana. Yep. which leads over to um, Once yep. and, and Even, even Flow, Flow, which yep. were built um, near the start area, the Berkey start area. Yep, and that'll also get you to Ojibwa, to the Canvas, right. to all the Canvas trails. So yeah, it's kind of a kind of a hybrid, you know, cross-country trail, but like definitely a lot more on the flow side. Right. And so then for next year, you said you're walking the trails and talking to Joe yep. Vadamancourt, who's kind of the overall project yep. manager for the Telemark Village yep. project. Um, what, what were you guys thinking might be the sort of priority list for so next year? I think there will be, there's a lot on the table that we can choose from. Uh, there seems to me to be a need for um, a black enduro trail. Mm-hmm. Um, black enduro trail that's a little less jumpy and a lot more tech. I think that we have a lot of riders who are looking for that. And there's one that's marked right now that's pretty long trail. Do you think you'd have to, will you have to bring in rock or something like that to make it more enduro-y? Or, or, uh, or do you think you have what you need? I think there? we have what we need. I think okay. we can make it pretty raw. And there's a lot of rock in that line oh, okay. and a lot of gravity and a little bit of, yeah, it looked the the trail looks like it's going to be a masterpiece. Like it's real like it seems really long when you're walking downhill hmm. and looking at it. Okay. Much longer than the other and trails. And you you ride a lot of enduro courses, yeah. so you've got a lot of regional references yep. to compare it to. Right. And that's where I'd like to see 
you know, whatever they do, but it seems like an event, an enduro event will be held there soon. Oh, so, sweet. like, setting it up for that yeah. makes sense. And then, like, you know, watching who was riding there all summer, like, the green will be a, probably another green trail and a flow trail, but if you can get to the top of that hill, you're most likely riding blue. You know, but, right, but the other thing that I noticed about last year was people sessioning sections. For sure. And just, they'd start at the bottom, and they'd only ride a quarter of the way up yep. to hit the little jump with a hip at the yep. into that last berm on the bottom. Yep. And so you don't necessarily, you can have fun without riding all the way to the top every For time. Sure. Or you don't even have to ride all the way to the bottom. You can just sit in this middle section or top section and session and go over yeah over stuff that you want to practice and or that the, you just like for sure with those old ski runs it makes it so easy just to get back up to, to the top right but uh i was you know when the beginning before we opened the trail we had a group of had a group fa two families that were up there and we rode up and there was a six-year-old maybe seven that was like rode up to the top of the blue and we had practiced the one rock roll and like he knew not to go over the rock drop and he was as comfortable going down that blue as he was the hmm. green even though the green's more optimized it's a green trail right but his i you know he was like from it was more bang for his buck uh -huh. right to get all the way up there and do it so it was like ah because you know on the dock it was you know some shorter green trails for people to like oh repeat 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 yeah. Like, Maybe that's not necessary. I don't know. That's a, it's a thing and we're you've talking got, about. You've got once over there, you know. I mean, that's, right? That's a true green trail. Yeah, right. Right. So that's why I'm thinking if you can get to the top, you're going to want to go all the way down. Especially if you build the blues so it's rollable. Right. As long as there's no gaps or big drops right. that aren't aren't there isn't an alternate fourth, then it it really doesn't matter. Right. You don't. And maybe that is a better use of limited dollars to not build more green. Because green trails cost a lot, and the maintenance on a green trail is astronomical compared to even a blue trail. And and as long as you've got, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like as long as you've got, like I said, a couple of them already, that's probably enough, right? I mean. Yeah, I would think if you sessioned that green, if you were working your way up, that's the idea, right? It's progressive. But if you've ridden the green trail, you most likely can ride that blue yeah. trail. And as long as you've got the green to start with, yep. or a couple of those greens, yep. then... But if you if I look anywhere, if when I lived in Milwaukee and Ray's indoor park opened, within a year, suddenly... Every, and they... We're rebuilding it every, you know, every yep. summer to build new different features inside. But everybody could do anything in it within a year or For so. For sure. And when The Rock opened up in Franklin, you know, all of a sudden, all these people that rode at Ray's were now riding outdoor features. And it wasn't long before they're tabletopping the biggest, you know, right. the biggest jumps. So it it seems like, particularly with, with younger riders who will just go out there every day and session stuff over and over. Boy, a heavy investment in the the easy stuff seems like kind of wasted because like they're very quickly gonna not want to ride that anymore. Right. And if you have if you're athletic enough to really get to the top of that hill, you're most likely experienced enough experienced to, to, ride, to, to ride roll the blue. Roll the blue. Yeah. 
And yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah, and then the you know the blue trail is much longer than the green trail, so you're like, well, why? You know, I I love riding the green trail. Yeah, and warming up on the green trail and like trying to find ninja lines and whatnot. Right. But once you get to that point of the uphill, you might as well just go a little bit further. Yeah. Um, and then we saw, you know, what you just described, we saw at the bike park opening. We had, you know, the picture that we were showing previous was of two young people from Wausau who, you know, they've been riding in Wausau. They're really good riders. We had a local Nike racer who's a good racer, never really jumped in his life, uh-huh. watch these guys, ride with these guys, and he went from not being able to jump off a curb at the beginning of the day yeah. to clearing that last big right. jump, right? Yeah. So that's like... Yeah, watch, there was a, a younger um, uh, or maybe older, looked like female Nike rider there. Too. Young. She was is she young? Yeah, she I, was her first year in Nike last year. So I watched like a her. Sixth grader. Right. So I watched her and she just took session to that yep. bottom jump that we were looking at over and over and and by the within, you know, eight or ten times she was clearing Pretty, it all the way to that yep. hip and you know, yep. roosting around the berm. Which was so cool to see. I asked her dad, I was like, Well, where does she ride? Because she's from I believe she's from Rice Lake. Okay. And he was like, oh, she's been building jumps in her backyard. Ah, this is what she's been okay. dreaming of. Okay. Well, now uh, we can just jump over that real quick because yeah. now they have Timberland Hills that OTM is putting right. over there. So that's a new that's gonna trail be, system. Yeah, she's going to be. I asked Tracy Paradise for the story that's going to be in the, that overview update in the Wisconsin Bike Feds Ride Guide, What, how she sees that. And, and she sees it mostly as like sort of like a, a, a super local gem that will also attract some riders, but not necessarily a full-on destination mm-hmm. trail center, but um, but certainly worth the trip, particularly if you're coming up north, but it's mostly for the community, the surrounding community that already uses those ski trails over there, I guess. So, right, cool. So that'll grow a whole nother group of riders that can do Right, and they've stuff. got great builders down there with Adam and Micah and Adam Buck with Pathfinder and well, and that's so halfway be between like, Eau Claire and here, right? So there, you've got yeah, all the even, pine, you've got all the Pinehurst riders and right. stuff down in Eau Claire, or the Twin Cities too. You know, yeah, it's on the right. way to the Twin Cities, so it's right. like yeah, it's definitely worth a stop. Yeah, it'll, yeah, it'll I'm excited to check it out. I have not been down there, but yeah, yeah. So, um, well, cool. Well, thanks for that update on those on those trails. Um, I guess we could jump into. A little bit of what I've been up to. Love to hear um, it. Yeah. So with this weird season where you, like the gravel roads are all still gravel, basically. A little bit of snow cover right now we've got. But I went down to Milwaukee to on the weekend of December 2nd um, to do the Santa Cycle Rampage that ride down there. They, they, I think they had 1,500 registered Santas, <laughs> but they probably... There's a lot. It started out as a free ride. It was a pub crawl when I started. Right. It got to about 300 people, and then we turned it into like a an official ride because I had to ensure it. I was getting nervous and stuff for the bike fed a fundraiser, but it's always struggled with. Well, this used to be free. All these right, people that right, right. so I bet there were 3,000 people dressed up in Santas and dreidels and reindeer and 
scrooges and everything else um, riding. And uh, I'll see if I can get, I'll roll some video. I'll roll some video in the background while we, um, and I'll go to two and put us in the corner again. And so this is at, this is at uh, Lakefront Brewery, which was one of the traditional stops. That's the brewery um, you can see to the left of my buddy with the, the gluten-free beer in his hand, which is their new grist beer is the most popular um, uh, gluten-free beer in the world. Nice. Because they were the <laughs> first people to make a gluten-free nice. beer. So um, the Lakefront Brewery guys. So this is, again, outside that, and um, people were... It's only like an eight-mile route, the Santa Cycle Rampage or so. Um, it's short. It's police-led, 1,500 people, families, kids. So it's a very slow pace, so it's cool. about eight miles. There aren't official stops anymore, but Lakefront always was. There are Santa gathering places for people <laughs> yeah, to go to yeah. after the ride is done, but some people just end at Lakefront. They don't finish where they started. They just stop here. Um so you can see it's sort of like it's you know Santa's Santa's everywhere um, and little kids, um, lots of little kids. And uh, anyway, it was a great time. I I saw a bunch of a bunch of good friends and um, <laughs> but, but I was debating going down because we're right at that time when we hadn't had any snow, lakes were freezing, and I was like, oh. I'm going to get that black ice, you know? <laughs> right. And then it warmed up to like 40 again. It was like 40 something degrees that day. I'm like, ah, the ice isn't, the ice isn't going to be good. It's not going to be good. And sure enough, that Sunday, South Lake Owen froze. I'll, <laughs> I'll show a little bit of that, that video later after we get through here. Let me see if I can. Oh yeah. So this naughty Santas, there are naughty Santas everywhere. <laughs> and I thought this is pretty funny. This happens all the time. This little girl's walking up, looks like maybe her first ramp, and then you have the. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's. And that's mom good. says, "Mom says that's a bad Santa." <laughs> <laughs> that's not Santa's helper. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but yeah, so so that it's pretty cool, but um, but so this is this is what I missed. <laughs> This is what I missed. I'll, I'll play this a little bit. So this was shot by, this video was shot, very well done, drone video, by the uh, guy, that, the family from, uh, from uh, Lake Owen Resort. Nice. So I think that's his family out on the ice. It features, it's got the flight of the Bumblebee music playing in the background <laughs> the whole time. Um, God, I mean, it's beautiful, huh? I know. And, yeah. like, and he's, he said there was three to four inches of ice across that oh, south, right. that south, south bay. Um, so I was like, on the way back up, I saw this before I went back, and I was like, oh, man, I totally wouldn't have left if I knew this was happening. Because <laughs> I wanted to make this exact same video, except me on a right. fat bike with my right. studded tires riding. Um, and uh, so I, I missed it. Um, but I'm like, oh, no worries. There's no snow in the forecast. I'll just come back up and do it another time. <laughs> and so I went, I went Monday afternoon. I, oh, another me chasing the ephemeral northern lights. Um, uh, but I went Monday afternoon and 
South Lake Owen Drive, like, I asked you, where do you get on right. legally? Where is the legal place to access South Lake Owen Drive? Because it's all private around mm -hmm. Lake Owen. And you didn't know. Nope. Um, I, Thornquist, I asked him too, and he said, even though it's posted private boat ramp, um, Mitros Landing Road, he said he's lived here for 13 years, whatever, over on Perry Lake. That's where they always launch their canoe at Mitros Landing. They said they've never had a problem. But it is clearly posted, private boat ramp and closed. So I drove up to it Sunday afternoon at about 3.30, or Monday afternoon about 3.30 when I got back um, to ride the ice. And I'm like, ah, I saw the big... And then the guy's driveway next to it has got a Glock handgun, you know, protected <laughs> by Glock or whatever. I'm like, right. all right, I'm going to go. So I went up to Two Lakes Campground. Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, right. I, that's the closest other place other than the park picnic yep. and the yep. boat landing yep. on the far north end. So that's the closest place I could get to. Light was fading, you know. And so I got on um, at, the, at the park. And this ice is about an inch and a half thick. <laughs> you can see though, I stayed because I wasn't sure. Is the ice gonna sometimes the ice is thicker in the middle of the and lake than it is by the shore, right. and sometimes it's thinner. Right. So I just stayed, you can see I could because the ice was perfectly clear black ice, I could see and it was only an inch and a half thick. Right. <laughs> I could see right through it. So I was never more than two, three feet. Right. deep right. when I'm when I'm riding here. But I could hear it making all those oh, cracking that. noises. Um, and uh, so yeah, so I went I went back and forth along this a few times and I was and it was so I've been doing research on black ice. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's a formula for calculating ice strength, gold's formula and and then Ice, and there's a guy on, a, it's got 30,000 Facebook or YouTube fans that all he does is do black ice stuff and he must be an engineer because he's always showing all these formulas and stuff like that. And so he also said like ice, even though it's only an inch and a half thick, because it sits on top of water and the water is, you know, right. inelastic, it's the water that, it's not just an inch and a half of ice. If you had an inch and a half of ice here, we could crack it Over with our here, hands, right? right? Because right. it's in the air. But it's sitting on top of water, which is inelastic. So it, so like this ice is, I can see underneath me, it's, it's sort of little waves, it's moving up and down. <laughs> um, and I've got like my PFD on, <laughs> right. and I've got ice augers stuffed into my, those ice picks yep. stuffed into yep. my sleeves in case I go in. But I don't want to go in. So... So I rode here for a little bit. It was great. So I got to get on that ice, but it was getting dark out. So it wasn't great video. My Insta360 camera that I'm using here for this is not great in the dark. I wanted those bright blue skies right, like, right, right. like that guy had. Um, and then I went, I'm gonna jump, I'm gonna jump back to the, jump, whoops. I gotta jump, what happened there? Yeah, so, I did a, years ago I did a polk sled where, and then we did a... So here's... Let me just... This will be a... So this is me riding, and this is Mitros Landing. Oh, okay. So this is Mitros Landing. I didn't park on the landing. I parked up there because there's a... Like I yeah. said, there's a big sign that says it's closed and private. And there's a house on the one side of Mitros and another house on the other side. And then there are all these... They must have shared... 
And then Lake Owen Resort is is right over on the other side. Those lights, mm -hmm. I think, are Lake Owen Resort. But you can see it's getting, this is like 4, right. 15. It's, dark. it's really dark. Right. Uh, but this ice was all three, four inches thick, the guy said. But I still, in the dark, <laughs> I felt nervous about going right up to the middle. So I'm like, I'm just going to ride you know, I'll come back tomorrow because it's not supposed to snow and I'll bring my drone and all that right, stuff. Right, right, right. And then... Thank you, you had another chance, Right, didn't but you? look at yep. what's... Look at... If you look closely by my... <laughs> look at your bike, face. You're like, I don't know about this. By my bike headlight, there's little... Mm -hmm. It started to snow right mm -hmm. as I was packing up. So now Lake Owen is covered with snow. Right. Which is still... You can still ride it. It's still great, but it doesn't have that... Doesn't have that... It'll be curious to see what happens that. with this warmer temps coming in. Like, if it right. gets better, it gets worse. I've been thinking about, like, actually, so Cook County, Minnesota, mm -hmm. yeah. um, which is, for those who don't know, is the very pointy end of the Arrowhead, up in the Arrowhead in northern Minnesota, right at the border. Cook County goes down, I think, to Grand Marais. Maybe Lutzen's included in it. I don't know if Lutzen might not yeah, be. Not sure. But anyway, it's that far pointy end right up on the Canadian mm -hmm. border. They have a Facebook group called Cook County Lake Skaters. So they are constantly reporting on lake conditions and black ice and stuff like that. And I know this because Hansi Johnson is a Facebook member of that group. And I, I saw Hansi, um, Hansi uh, for those who don't maybe remember, Hansi was the uh, IMBA. They had a, had a IMBA um, in our region. Um, so anyway, um, he's still up in Thompson, Minnesota, outside of Duluth. He posted him and Tay like, black ice skating up up in Cook County and he tagged that Facebook group. So then I joined that Facebook group and uh, it's a great resource for finding black ice and skatable ice and good ice conditions, thicknesses mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So, but it's like a three and a half hour drive to get up there. And I think everything's kind of south of there is like us, we got just right. snow on it. Again, it's still perfectly fine to skate on or to fat bike on, but it doesn't have that. Awesome black yeah. ice look. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like the stuff up, they didn't get the snow up and up by like uh, uh, Caribou Lake and LAX and there's a bunch of lake Mink Lake and stuff all up in the northern. Part. Yeah, there's no shortage of lakes up there. Right, I know. right. <laughs> yeah, the boundary waters. Right. They didn't get they didn't get the snow, so those lakes are still so, all black ice. And I bet they've been a little bit colder too. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So I don't know. I've been debating going up there tomorrow because we're supposed to get snow again on Friday. Yeah. Or if I should just say, again, I'm constantly chasing these ephemeral <laughs> things that last for, and I'm like, can't I, I should just, like, I, we've got warm weather, I should just go bike rafting. Right, right, right or to, something. Rather right, than drive, right, because right. I can do that around here, I can bike raft in Amakagan, rather than drive three and a half hours no, to find some ice. I've been doing oh. the same thing with, uh, I do the same thing with, like, snowboarding, like, we should be snowboarding in the back of Scott's house right now, but right? without the now I'm driving to Wausau this weekend. There is oh so this in this video, let me put this back back on on for people. So that's an otter. I found these tracks, which I I'm not, which I hadn't seen before. See those footprint slide, yeah, footprint slide, and I was like, what are those? What kind of and I was like, oh, otters. Yep. And they, they, they're yeah. like skateboarders yeah, on ice. The, when the yep. ice comes, otters become like skateboarders. They kick, glide, kick, glide. And so I found those, and I chased, I followed them to like a 
hole in the ice with all kinds of snow missing. And so I figured, oh, yeah, otter den. But that, so they're on Silverthorn too. Yeah. I've never seen an otter though swimming in the I summer on Silverthorn. I haven't But those tracks are, are. on Silverthorn. No, because it's, uh, I always joke that, that if I could be any animal, that's what I'd do. Because <laughs> they play. They, all right. they do is like hang out and, right. yeah. Um, yeah, that's the otter. That's the otter. Super den. cool. And then I just very quickly for folks, I thought I'd give a very, I rode, I rode, uh, oh, we can talk about, yeah, boy, there's too much to talk about. So I did, I did pack raft. I did pack raft the Namakagan. And this is what I think I'll probably do tomorrow rather than drive all the way up to, up, I'd probably get out there again. So my, my latest winter pack rafting, but you've done this before. Yep. Winter pack rafting. I, yep. Cheap pair of waders, $25 pair of waders from Walmart, and just... Yep, just do it. Bike up to, you know, I just biked up to Mossback Landing for this one because the paddle is so slow, and I wasn't sure how warm I'd be sitting in the cold water, you know, with just waders on yep. and uh, a pair of, like, soft shell pants underneath. I was fine, actually. but um, So I didn't want to go all the way up to, like, cable and... That's a four-hour paddle. Yep. So you've done it on skis even, right? Yeah, I skied the Berkey, and then, well, I skied almost the Berkey. I got off on the north end, uh, on the classic only trail, and I got off, went to the north end cabin, and then walked across the street into the woods, and uh -huh. just jumped in the Namakog, and then... And paddled, paddled back to Sealy. Paddled back to Sealy. Yeah, and that's where I get out right behind the Sawmill yep. Saloon always, so... Um, yep. Yeah, that's where I get out. But um, yeah, so but I did want to give a little update on the on the trail conditions too for folks. So gravel, so you don't need studded tires. Um, I'm gonna put that up. I video. This is me on Bodecker. Oops. Back up. Just okay. Now we're up, and we're back in the corner. So that's me on Bodecker. Turning off weather logging right now. That, mm -hmm. So this is uh, I'm I'm calling it Jimmy Walker Road because <laughs> it's where the dynamite shack is. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so we were so you can see though you t I've got studded tires on, but you totally do not need right. unless you're riding on lakes or something. All the gravel is just great. Nobody needs nobody needs studded tires right now. And then I get to the, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit because this is a long, it's kind of a long road in. No, but even though. Uh, there's the, there's there's the dynamite, dynamite shack. shack. Cool. I'm not necessarily, I don't necessarily believe it's truly a dynamite shack. Yeah, I've always heard it was, and I heard that's why I it's know. Concave. And it says Camp 42 up in the corner of the door, yeah. but, but the roof, it like. Well, it's, that, it's a, like a concrete roof, right? No, it's no? just a wood just roof. roof. So it's thick walls, but that's how anybody would build a cabin if they're building them out of, out of you know, found. Um, I think that, yeah. Well, everybody calls it the dynamite shack. Um, right. But um, I think it probably was like some old hunt. You know, you used to be able to put up cabins anywhere in the forest and go deer hunting. Well, the reason I had always heard it was the dynamite shack was because of the, it was Built by the CCC at the same time they built the other camp. And it was the, 
building that was far away from the other camp. So if it blew up, I've heard all. I, I've, heard, I've heard. I've heard all this. So I, but there's like an old meat pole here for hanging. Yeah, at one point there were people like actively hunting out of there. Yeah, I go in. I go in um, into the shack, um, and there are and show people the um, the um, the. The bunk beds and, and stuff, stuff yeah. like that, um, and then it says Camp Forty Two, like right up, right up in the corner there. Like, hmm. but I don't know. That doesn't look like that's from no. the CCC era. Right. No, <laughs> and it could be, but you can see the roof is just—it's just logs. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I don't know either. But um, it's a good story, mm -hmm. I guess. Um, but so yeah, so so. Trail conditions are great. I rode Sealy Pass too. Sealy Pass is is fine. Um, I guess check Cabot Trail. Yeah. You know and stuff about. But anybody coming up, it's although we don't have any groom trails, you can ride everything that you can normally ride. Right. And you don't even need a fat bike, really. Yeah. Not especially yet. in the in the mornings before, if it does warm up. Yeah. That'd be bad or whatever. But right. in the mornings, it's been. I've been looking at. Uh, all my old bandit lines. Uh -huh. Like, there's one here, and, like, it's it'd be perfect. Yeah. Because everything's frozen, and it's As long like, as you're riding those trails when it's frozen, and Kemba doesn't officially have them closed, basically, I mean, you can ride any Kemba yeah. trail yeah. that you can ride in the summertime, and you can ride with your mountain bike. You don't need and a I thought bike. They, I thought Kemba was doing a good job of, uh, we were talking about signage earlier for Telemark and whatnot, but I thought they did a really good thing about putting the onus back on the rider. Isn't all their... Verbiage. It's about hey, this is on you. Ride if you're leaving a dent. Right. Be responsible. But the way they worded that was really good. It wasn't like trails closed, yeah, assholes. Right. You know, it was like, <laughs> hey, dude. You know, like yeah. Well, yeah. So um, I don't know. We've talked for a little bit, I guess. So we can probably wrap this up on huh? unless there's anything else you. Uh, you got for this one? No, I'm sure there's tons of stuff. We could well, we'll we, do we, it again next yeah, week. We could. Now that yep. you've got a little bit more bandwidth. Sounds good. Sounds really <laughs> All right. good. Okay. All right. Thanks again. Hey, so I hope you enjoyed that chat with TJ uh, about our uh, uh, conditions and the trails at Telemark and what's what to look forward to uh, for next year and uh and all that sort of stuff. Um, I did want to jump in before I left, and one more mention. I, I am pleased to announce that I've got um, thanks to Old Man Mountain. Uh, I was purchasing a rack from them. I had some tech questions and stuff, so I was emailing back with their customer support. And Old Man Mountain was looked at my website, so I had this bikepacking gear lending library. And um, even though I just bought a rack from them, they were kind enough to donate four more. Um, Old Man Mountain divide racks. So they've donated um, two of the regular mountain bike size and then two of the uh, two of the fat bike size. So these racks fit virtually any bike. Sometimes you might need to uh, get a different adapter kit for them, but um, they're honestly set up just as they come to fit most bikes as long as you've got um, rack mounts. If you don't have rack mounts, then you need one of their um, axle project um, through axles and their pucks, but those are those are available from most of your local bike shops. I know uh, New Moon and uh, 
and Riverbrook both um, can get those those adapters for you. But so anyway, if you're planning on doing any winter ultras, uh, if you've been looking at that great, cool new winter ultra calendar that Josh has got set up on the northweb.com website and you don't have a rack, I've got fat bike racks and regular mountain bike racks for you. So uh, you can uh, borrow those from me. And anyway, again, thanks to TJ for coming on this ramble. Thanks to you all for coming on this ramble and for sticking with me over that uh, the hiatus. Um, I, hopefully that's over and we're going to keep coming to you uh, every week or two. And uh, Seely Dave, signing out. Got our nest, the North Country, no power lines, no dead ends.